Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today we're doing something a little different on the podcast. I'm going to be part of the conversation and joining me is Sonia Karen Punjabi, founder of Illuminations Wellbeing Center, and Reem Shaheen, psychologist and founder of the B Psychology Center for Emotional Wellbeing. The topic we are discussing is what it's like to be a woman of a certain age in 2021 who isn't yet married. Okay, welcome ladies. It's nice to see your faces. Thank you. Thank you. Two members of our expert panel. And Reem had this idea to talk about the pressure on women to get married and how that pressure feels when you don't do it, when everyone expects you to do it. Um, and then I thought, I mean, this is right up my alley because, you know, I'm. I'm one of those people who became uh, the nightmare thing I used to hear back in Canada. They would say, she never married. <laughs> and it was just such a, oh, you know, like it was never yeah. said, like, she never married. It was, it was never like that. And I always used to think, my gosh, that must be terrible to have someone talk about you like that. And I know now that out in the country where my parents were from, someone yeah. has said, and, uh, so I'm 50 years old. Um, Sonia, you're 37. Reem, you're 38. So yeah. we and 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 we and Sonia, you're from India, and and Reem, you're from Egypt, and I'm from Canada. So I'm just going to open it up to you, ladies, and ask you that question that we hate, that we hate so much, and I'm just going to ask you because you can be completely honest, hopefully. So Reem, why are you single? I actually never had an answer to this question until recently. Uh, why am I single? Or why am I not married? Why are, are you not married? Why are you okay? Why are you not married? I'm not married because growing up in Egypt, it was I went to uh, I went to the school. It's it's a little community, and then we, within that community, you know everybody, and you know what life is going to be like. You know that. You're going to go to this school and then you're going to go to this university and then you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids and then you and you, life was just planned and I didn't want that I wanted more I didn't feel like that was enough for me I felt like I wanted more um and I pursued more I tried to have a partner in that but when you're playing out of tradition out of the traditional route of what you're supposed to do. Not everyone wants to come along for the ride. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I didn't want that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I was just in Cairo with my cousins and it's fun and it's everything. It's just not what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Sonia, how about you? So I think it's a combination of uh, priorities. Number one, right? Um, so at the time, I've actually been very close to being married almost three times. 
Oh my gosh. So um, that's not a great track record for myself. Um, but the thing is, um, I discovered early on um, a lot similar to Reem. I also did grow up in an environment where, you know, you just never question the fact that you're going to get married and you're going to have children and, you know, that's all going to happen. And so as my friends started to get engaged and things like that, there was always kind of more added pressure to be like, okay, if you met someone, it's automatically about marriage. So I actually got engaged when I was 27, but I think it was a combination of timing. Um, I had just launched my career, like, you know, um, number two, uh, in a more formalized way, rather. I just launched my career. Um, I opened my first branch of illuminations. Um, my father had passed away. And I felt it was more of a pressure and an obligation to kind of get engaged, you know, like for my parents, rather than it being like my priority at the time. Um, I'm really glad I made the decision not to get married because I feel like I've evolved so much from that. But back to your question as to why I'm still single, I think it's a matter of timing. I think it's a matter of priorities. And it's obviously a matter of connection, right? So when you're connecting to an individual, we look for four main aspects, you know, the mental, obviously, in the, you know, which is the intellectual, the spiritual, which is obviously that soul connection. And as we're evolving, we're a lot more in tune to that perspective as well. And then you have the emotional and then obviously the practical aspect of, you know, uh, would you want the same goals in life? So I felt I've had two or three out of them, but I've never had all four. And I feel like as I've evolved, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's hilarious because, you know, our moms always told us marry young. So you're more moldable, you know, and actually in many senses, that does make sense because as you get older, it's harder to find someone because you know who you are. And that can be your greatest asset, but it can also, you know, kind of be a lot harder for you to actually meet the kind of person that you want to meet, which is great, because I think when you end up doing that, you end up finding someone who's really right for you. But I also think like when people think of marriage, you know, they obviously think the grass is greener on the other side. And because I run a wellness space and like Reem, I'm sure you meet so many clients. A lot of people don't do a very great job of advertising marriage, if I have to be completely honest. <laughs> You know, so I'm just like, and, and, and then the same thing is just like, why aren't you married? So after telling your whole soft story about your life, not to say that marriage obviously brings woes, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, people have, we've been brought up with this illusion from fairy tale books and everything that marriage is, you know, going to be this happily ever after. And then now that I'm seeing a lot of my friends who are my age at 37, 38, getting engaged, getting married. And suddenly they've been thrusted with a whole bunch of responsibilities that they were dying to have. And now suddenly they've had it. And now they're coming and telling me, they're like, enjoy your single life because you don't have to deal with X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, I know, don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> so I feel like we always think that, you know, it's something that it's going to be more. And I think it's just a matter of, like I said, values, connection, priorities, and timing. And when that all blends together, it happens as and when it should. But having said that as an individual, I think I also valued a lot of different things when I was younger. You know, when you're younger, you want adventure, you just want a connection. And you realize that adventure might not be practical for an everyday life because you need to have that grounding, you need to have that stability and you need to have all of that. But then when I would choose men who have that grounding and stability, I'm like, okay, but they're boring, you know? So yeah. I want some, so it's to find the adventure in your safe place and to find the right balance between the timing, connection, priorities and values. That's why I'm still single to answer your question. See, it's the question of the ages. Like it just goes, you know, it's like, ask me how many, how long is a piece of string? Like I, I, I cannot explain it to you. Although I know personally in my life, there was a definite turning point because I was in relationships 
from my teen years right up and I had a five-year relationship and he wanted to get married and he proposed. And I remember when he pulled out the ring, my yeah. brain was like, no, 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 no. And I accepted it, but uh, I ended it about a year later after my mom died. Because when my mom died, when she was 53, two years older than I am now, I just thought I want this brilliant existence. I could, I just, and he was such a nice guy. He is such a nice guy. He was my best friend. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. But I knew it was right for both of us. And I knew my mom didn't think we had the sort of passion that she wanted and she had with my dad. And they had a very like, you know, dynamic marriage, but um, she wanted that for me. And so I've never regretted it. And he went on to marry someone amazing. I, I spoke at their wedding they have twins. Like it's the way it should have been. And I, I, I just know I was looking down the road to the minivan and the, in the suburbs in Canada, this is what everyone gets, right? So I've never regretted it. But when I hear you talking, Sonia, it's true. It's just, you know, my best friend says now who got married around that time, she said, God, I would never marry anyone now. Like I, we would never get married. Like she loves her husband, but she said, you just changed so much. And right. she said, no wonder you have a hard time finding all those things because yeah. you get to know yourself so well. Um, yeah. Do you think, because you're both very successful women and when your career is, you know, men say that they, I've always said this, men say that they want women like us, but I don't actually know that they, in the, I see women who get married who are very successful. This is, but I sometimes think in my own dating life that I have, it's not actually what the man wants. What do you think? Do you want me to start? Okay. Yeah, well, you, so I, I, I don't think that it's about what they want or what they don't want, but I think that, and I've been noticing that in my, in my life, especially in the past year and year and a half, is that when you're, when you live alone and you handle your own life and you do that, that's your day to day as a woman. I mean, you start to, um, engage a little bit more of the masculine energy because you're, you're more of the, you're, you're the caretaker of yourself and of your household and of your life. And I think that it's, it, it becomes harder to disengage that as you're dating a man. And when you start having this problem of, being, of not being able to, to disengage that, I think this is where it turns them off. I, I would like to believe that we have all evolved to a point where a, a successful woman is not a source of threat to a man. Um, and, I, and I've met men who not only um, supported me, who've encouraged me and who've always wanted me to go for, I've met the other ones as well, but um, I don't want to make any generalizations to, to devalue anyone. But I think that engage, like, as far as, we, as I am concerned, I think that when, when, when I have a hard time disengaging my my masculine energy, it, I feel like it becomes harder to, to connect with a man than, um, than if I don't. I have and a huge that's, not a, that's not an easy thing to do if that's your day-to-day -day life. I have I a have, huge problem with this myself. Yeah. Someone, sorry, but someone I was seeing, he, we couldn't see each other. He was very busy and his family was here. So he said, you need anything? Can I send you some groceries? <laughs> I said, groceries? I don't yeah. need anything. What are you talking about? That's crazy. I have my own groceries. And then I, all day I thought about it and I thought, I think he just wanted to do something for me. Right. I mean, 
Why did that's I just? Healthy. I could but visit some. But that's how men are. Men are socialized. Men are socialized that they take care of the women, and women are socialized that they, even if we are trying to break out of these social boundaries, but we grew up with them. They're they're entrenched in our unconscious. So, so you you sometimes take them on, and and as long as it's there's nothing wrong with it, and as long as it's not meant in any negative way. You can take it or you can take it on, but it's hard. When somebody asks me, do you need anything? I'm like, I do everything for myself. What do I need? How about you, Sonia? So I find like initially men are generally quite attracted to women who are independent, who can meet them at their equal. Like even when I go to parties, a lot of the times I speak to my friends' husbands about the stock market or about work or about investing and things like that. And I find, um, you know, it's very obviously guys, a lot of guys, I mean, see, every man is different and unique, whether it's Indian or Arab or American. And I think there are guys who like independent women. And there are other guys who prefer someone who's maybe not that they can control, but just a different energy, right? Everyone comes with their own energy. And I don't think being ambitious has anything to do with that. I think like women who are not ambitious at all still can have very controlling energy as well. So, um, but I do feel initially, especially uh, men in our culture, um, like with it, um, like Indians and Arabs, they do get very initially attracted to women who's independent and, you know, unique, who can meet them at their level. But for me, what I have found is when we try to integrate that, because in our culture, you're not marrying the guy, you're marrying the family. And if he says, you know, my mom wants you to do this, that, and the other, I'm absolutely fine with it if I was totally in love with someone. But the thing is, I find that then my, you know, like my independence is being questioned. And like, for example, you know, there are certain things and I'm just like, whoa, you know, so I don't think the guy has a problem with that. I'm just like, whoa, can I manage myself in an environment where at the end of the day, I have to allow the man to make very basic choices that I take for granted right now. But having said that, I feel it's very important for us women to also manage our feminine energy and kind of allow, because we're born women, right? Otherwise we would be born a man. So we also, because that can not, it's not about a relationship or with a man, but that can be harmful within us, within our own selves and have nothing to do with the man. Because the feminine energy is so powerful. It manifests, it's creative, it's abundant, and it's part of who we really are. So it's our essence and you can never deny yourself that essence. But I think it's really managing a fine balance between control and allowing someone to just like be there for you. And I have had a challenge with this at times. But I find itself like when I'm a little bit, obviously, I would bring out my masculine energy a lot more. I tend to attract men who are more feminine in their energy. And then when it comes time for marriage, I'm just like, but he needs to be the masculine. But then I'm thinking like, maybe I need to be more the feminine to manifest the masculine. So I'm just still figuring all of this out right now. And I'm just trying my best to be as mindful as possible. Uh, Because I hear it from like well-wishers who say, you know, Sonia, maybe... I mean, like I went out um, like on a date like a couple of weeks ago and I was just like meeting someone and I find my personality a little overwhelming for my own self. And I kind of figure that out later. And I was just like, you know, maybe like, you know, what people are saying has some sort of value that I could look at and that could be more helpful for me. Because when we try to act like the masculine in our own lives, I don't know about you, Reem, we tend to control things more. We tend to always be on top of things. And sometimes that stresses us out as well. So, so it's just a matter of really, you know, really knowing yourself well enough to not feel threatened and just allow yourself to know that any relationship is going to be a bit of a compromise. It's going to be a bit of an adjustment. And I think the maturity of age also does bring that to you because I know that I definitely do want to be married and, and, I, and I know I want to be a mom, you know, and in our culture and in our part of the world, you know, marriage is a huge byproduct of that, you know. 
So for me, I think it's important to understand that at a certain age, it's not about always, you know, like calling the shots or being, you know, that that's not real power. Real power mm-hmm. comes from, you know, allowing, you know, someone to kind of take care of you when you need it, you know? So, so, it's, so it's, that's my kind of take. No, I totally okay. agree with you. And, and, and this is what I've been, um, I mean, this is what I've been noticing in, in recent years is that it, it is a struggle when you, when you have the life that we have. And it's not only that you're living alone in a city or you have your own job, it's, it's you're living in a foreign country, you're an expat, you don't have family, you don't. So the, the burden is a lot more. And then on top, so I find that energy, like the balance is, is very hard to do, but you notice these things as you get older, is you, you learn about yourself and you learn about how you behave in relationships. And I agree with you in, in some situations. And that has happened to me where someone is, the, the, I, I feel so threatened or yeah. I feel scared. Actually, I don't feel th- threatened. I'm just scared. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to with me now? Like, these are the balls that I have in the air. Please don't touch that. So yeah. it's a matter of learning to trust and learning to, to manage that. I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like one of the ways that I get really defensive I actually find myself which I need to obviously you know be more like mindful about is that in our culture people always think that if you're post a certain age you're single by circumstance and that may not necessarily be true you could also be single by choice and I find myself getting a little irritated when people are like oh maybe it's her karma or she needs to do and I come from a culture where basically we've done like rituals where I married a tree because I'm a certain astrological chart and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I've done all of that because, you know, in our culture, that's kind of like the norm. And, you know, so, but a lot of times I'm just like, you know, I'm single by my choice. But I, I don't know how to express that in a way. I feel like it's like thrusted upon me that it's my circumstance. And I sometimes find that a little unfair. And that's when I get a bit like a defensive. I'm just like, no, you know, and, you know, I'm because I want to be single and I haven't met the right person who's right for me. And I find myself behaving like that because I'm in that environment or that culture which obviously assumes that if you're not married after a certain age, it's because, you know, of your circumstance and poor little me, and you know, so. In, so in Arabic, in, in Egyptian, what they would ask about someone who's not married after a certain age is what is wrong with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're automatically assuming that something is fundamentally wrong with you. That's why you're not married, which is the, the assumption is not that it's not a choice, that it's a choice or that you simply haven't found the right person. Yeah. I don't, I think yeah. that it's, it's much more difficult to find, to date when you're 38 than when you are 18. Correct, correct. And it's so yeah. hilarious, you know, um, like I'm traveling next week and I was with, you know, and I was having a conversation with my mom. And so she's like, how can you travel during the pandemic and this and that, you're risking your life. She's like, but if you're going to meet a boy, then it's okay. I was like, so mom, you don't mind me risking my life for a boy, which you have a problem with. Because she's like, if you're going for work, it's too risky. And I'm just like, mom, where are your priorities? By the way, in Canada, I would say the same assumption is made about you. I, I definitely felt that in my 30s. And I think a lot of it was just internalizing. But so much is, you know, this whole wedding industrial complex is, is to blame for a lot of this, I think. It's not marriage. It's like this whole fairy tale of getting married yes. and yes to the dress and all that. And when I was going, I mean, the one of the hardest parts of my life was when I went to nine weddings one year when I was 30, 30 and I was single. And it was just like, you know, I'm sure you've been through this. I want, I wanted to meet someone. I always did. And yeah. so 
I know what you mean, Sonia, when someone asks you, because you get sort of thrust on the defensive, but the alternative is to just really be so vulnerable and be like, I would love to meet someone. I just That's haven't cool. met the right person and I, I'm trying and it hurts sometimes yeah, and I'm scared because I do want to have kids and it's not happening. Instead, yeah. I find with other single women, I sometimes found myself in these conversations where everyone's talking about how amazing being single is and how yeah. like you wouldn't want to be in a bad relationship. And yes, all those things are true, right? They are all true. But I also would love to have a great relationship. So it's like a really like tender, you know, like it's almost like, why don't I just open my heart a little bit and like, see if you're going to be kind to me about this. Yeah, so no wonder I, I, yeah, yeah. And I always find like, for example, like when you're like, so a lot of my friends who just recently, um, you know, been married, like they kind of dispense advice as if just like, you know, they've been married forever. And suddenly when you're part of the married crew, you're just like now giving advice, okay, do this or don't do this and stuff like that. And automatically assumes that something is not right in your life. So, okay, don't worry, you're going to find someone, this and that and the other. And it doesn't matter what's going on in their life, but it's kind of like, it's like graduating, right? So everyone graduates from college, everyone, you know, gets married, everyone has children, it's kind of the norm. So I think they feel that when you're not passing through that next phase in life, that there must be some sort of block as to why it's not happening. So, And there's always, I think it's harder to open, Sorry, I think it's harder to open up and say what you said, uh, Anne, which is basically, no, I'd love to get married and have kids. I just haven't met the right person yet. When when the question sounds a little bit like a judgment or an attack or or is made to, is, is coming out of assumption rather than, okay, let me understand what is, what, what's going on. And it, it is a sensitive subject because it's, I mean, it's not really in your hands. It's like asking a couple, why don't you have children yet? So why is that a taboo question? And asking women, why are you single is not a taboo question. Yeah. So it's the same thing. But also, I feel like, um, I mean, f for women, especially, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of that pressure of, you it's it's exactly it feels like it's like graduating it's like there's something in life that you haven't achieved yet yeah. um you haven't you didn't get your high school degree or something and that's not what marriage is it's um i think in all of the the the, the society and the values and all of that um we've lost the value of what is marriage and why do you actually want to get married True. and and be with someone and I think that is, that to me is more horrifying than questions. Right. Yeah. The, um, I, well, I will say when you're my age you, and you've seen these marriages that are 15 or 20 years, it does come kind of full circle because you see everyone having a pretty hard time. Um, like most people, you know, like, uh, and I think, feel like I've learned so much about if I do get married because I would, I just know anyone I get married to, we have to start communicating from the get-go. And I've been working on how to do that myself. Like, I feel like I'll be really ready. <laughs> I feel like I'll be like an expert at it. <laughs> well, now what about kids? Kid, what about kids? That's the really tough one for women, right? Because men can have kids however old they get. And we have, you know, we have a limit on that and we know it. And it's like a drumbeat. And I can just start off and say that I wanted kids. I never wanted them on my own. And I've had lots of sad moments about it, um, but ultimately it just never, what the timing wasn't right and I didn't meet the right guy. And I'm, and I'm okay. I just want everyone to know that it's, it's okay. Not everyone gets everything. And maybe I will go adopt some kids. 
<laughs> maybe I'll go adopt some teenagers. I joke about that, but um, maybe I will, but I, I don't think so. I think I've made peace with it. It's something that you make peace with. Like everyone has things in their life that don't work out the way they thought. And I don't know if you guys want to talk about it or. Yeah. So, I mean, I can start with that. Um, so I definitely know I want kids um, and obviously uh, you know, during the, like prior to the pandemic, I, I think I spoke about this with you and uh, so I was going to get my eggs frozen and then the pandemic hit. And then it's like every, <laughs> and I've been contemplating this for three years. So every year I go to the doctor, she's like, well, your eggs are getting small, you know, like your egg reserves are lowering. And then the next year I come in, your egg reserves are lowering. And then it was a pandemic and then I couldn't do it. And then last two months ago, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to you know, dive in and just get it done. So um, I kind of got that done and it was definitely very hard. I think it was a little um, emotionally a bit, um, overwhelming at some points because I was just like, Oh, you know, cause you put a lot of hormones in your body and it's kind of really like an unnatural process that you felt like you didn't want to go through. So at some point I was questioning, like, should I have taken the plunge? Should I have not been so, uh, stubborn? And I was kind of second guessing myself at one point, you know, and then I'm like, no, you know, I made the right decision. I wouldn't have been happy. There's no one in my life in my past that I could say, Oh my God, I wish I ended up with this person. I do not feel that way genuinely. So I'm just like, I was questioning myself because I was going through an emotional time with all the hormones and everything. So yeah, I mean, it's like an insurance policy. And I said, okay, fine, it is what it is. And I will do my best to see what I can do and be open-minded, um, a friend of mine, you know, and then, and then that's basically how I've seen it so far. And as and when things unfold, they will unfold. Reem? Um, I don't have an answer to that either because... I mean, when I was younger, yes, I wanted to have kids. I wanted to, uh, I didn't go, I mean, I never had a sister. My dream was to have a girl and to, and to have that sister bond. But as I got older, I think once I went into my 30s and as the 30s have been unveiling, I feel more and more that it's not really, it's not my best, it wouldn't be the best fit for me, but it's not a final decision. Like I've considered at freezing, and all of them, every time I go to the doctor, they talk to me about it. Um, I haven't done it. I don't feel like doing it. The conversation right now within myself is, are you going to regret not doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but in general, I'm not, I have nieces and nephews and, and nephews and I like the relationship. Like, I don't feel like something is missing within me. I get like, recent, I have a dog. And I get really offended when, when people call me his mommy because I'm not his mommy. I'm, I'm his owner. I love him to bits, but I'm not his mother. And <laughs> I didn't get him because I have some maternal emptiness that I needed to fill. I needed a buddy at home because I was lonely and he fulfills that job. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's go harder ahead. when you have to explain it all the time. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I find it a little annoying when people also say that, oh, you're so busy with your work. Where will you have the time to get married and have children? I get so annoyed because nobody asks a man that. And you're just like, wait a second, this is so unfair. And, you know, so people proceed or, or like in our culture, they're like, oh, she's so career oriented. That's why, you know, and I just hate that word career oriented. <laughs> Maybe I'm passionate about what I do, but it has nothing to do with the relationship. I think it's just your priority. And I think subconsciously, when you want something, you get it. And subconsciously, when you don't want something, you don't get it. So recently, I was actually on a holiday with a friend of mine. And, you know, she's just like, Sonia, you never really wanted it. 
And at one point, I, I got a little upset with her. I was like, of course, I wanted it at some point. She was like, no, you didn't. Because, you know, so much in your life is not reflecting that you are. And this has nothing to do with your career. This has nothing to do with how busy you are. Uh, you cannot be doing much and still not want it, you know. So I think it's just one of those things where subconsciously, I really feel that whatever we set ourselves and our mind to, we can get. So at some point, at some point, we don't want it, right? I you know, Sonia, it's I, very interesting. Go, Reem, sorry. It's very interesting that you said that because, um, I mean, I've been reassessing my values and one of my values has always been freedom and it drives me insane. I mean, any situation that puts down my freedom just drives me insane and I get away from it as soon as possible. So, um, and I've been thinking about that and, and in some ways, maybe when I was younger, marriage always equaled that my freedom would be taken away from me. I was, I also was almost got married in my twenties. And I remember a couple of weeks before the wedding, sitting with someone and saying, I feel like this is the end of my life. Yeah. Too. And that was a very good sign. <laughs> <wedding. laughs> you call yeah, it your full purpose, your program, you know, your subconscious. I think, you know, as we mature, we realize that we, you know, it's, it, it doesn't actually mean that. Exactly. And I, but at the time when you're so young and you just feel like, you know, your culture has told you one thing and then suddenly there's this inner voice that's feeling that says no. And you're just so confused and conflicted because it seems so easy for everyone else. Like, why does it seem so hard for you to take that decision? And everyone tells you, Sonia, it's not forever. At the end of the day, if you're really not that happy, you can part ways. But somehow we just also are ingrained with us that marriage means a forever, you know? And that also provides a lot of fear. Exactly. And, then, and, and if it's not forever, then it's a failure. Yeah. So you don't want that either. <laughs> I don't want someone marrying me thinking, wow, you know, if it, I'll give it a couple of years. I <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say? Life, like what in life is permanent, especially in this pandemic? What have we realized? Is any, there's no security in anything. Your job, your life, your, you know, your space, your, you know, everything is transient, right? So at the end of the day, we're so fearful. It's not like someone's killing us, right? So at the end of the day, it's an experience. And especially if we're in this sort of spiritual or awakening path, we also do realize that at some level, everyone comes to our life for a reason. and want to do something exactly. to learn and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but yet the subconscious is like, no. <laughs> you know? I love that. I, you know, one thing you people used to say to me when I was younger about don't you, okay, don't you want kids? And I would say, well, I do, but I don't, you know, I don't want to do it on my own. And then they'd say, well, you're going to regret it. Aren't you afraid you're going to regret it? And here's mm -hmm. the thing. No, I never was. I mean, of course, there's been times that I rethought the decision, but I'm old enough to know I, I do all the work. I'm not going to regret something. How can I regret something that happened that I chose 20 years ago that I've, I just don't feel like if you're a person who works and grows and, and works on yourself and learns that you're gonna you know you're gonna sit at 70 and have regrets I think yeah. I, I mean obviously at 70 you're gonna have a regret or two but and obviously when I was at the dentist a couple of weeks ago I also had the thing you talked about Sonia where I was also like questioning all my because the freezing didn't work and I was in pain and I was question I questioned all my life decisions in that in that, in that two hours yeah, but yeah. I think we're not gonna regret it how can you regret 
how can you regret living your life to the fullest? Which I, I watched you two talk about freedom and, and we, you know, you want it, you just want the freedom to do what you want to do. It's like a beautiful thing. You shouldn't, you know. I actually want the freedom to be who I am. Yeah. And not have to conform and not feel judged. It's, um, I don't know, Sonia, if you relate to that, but when you grow up in, a, in, in societies that is so set and conforming and really breaking out of the rules is not, is not something that's acceptable or even normalized. It yeah. just feels like it's a constant struggle to, to, to do little things like simply not getting married or not having kids or, or deciding to travel or deciding to study abroad or deciding not to live in the country. All of these small decisions that are not really a big deal. Like yeah. they're not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In our cultures, it's like, why aren't you playing by the rules? Why aren't you playing them tonight? Because yeah. the rule book is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. So I definitely think that at the end of the day, it's your life, right? It's your priorities. And whatever, you know, the people around you who are your well-wishers will obviously want you to be really happy and doing what you do, right? And so, um, you know, and when it comes to children, you just definitely have to be ready because, you know, when I speak to so many people, your life is not about you anymore the moment you have children. You know, your life is about... This, you know, and it's an, it's an experience like every single other experience. You know, we've traveled the world. We've, you know, had careers. Or it's just a different experience. And it's something that you really have to be okay and willing to do. And I know that at some point I will be okay and willing to do that because I've had the experience of all, you know, I've accumulated many different experiences and this is just one of many of them. And I feel like, but yeah, but there is a huge part of me. Like when I see my friends, you know, I was saying, okay, you know, we should go and travel together. And she's like, yeah, but I have a kid and where do I take her? And blah, blah, blah. so it becomes a whole different thing. And I'm just like telling myself, you can create the life you want. Like you can find a partner who might be okay with, you know, traveling with a child, you know, on Instagram, there's this uh, family called the bucket list family. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that. And they, their life seems so cool. So you really can manifest and create, once you're very clear about who you are, I don't think it's a matter of making a choice. And at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, you get what you settle for. If you settle for X, Y, Z, it's all your mindset. You know, it's people are so limiting, you know, I, and I used to have this limiting mindset where I was afraid that, you know, I would have to give up something of my career in order to be successful. But time and time again, I'm getting so many role models of women who are having three children who work, you know, completely full time, who've got a great relationship with their husband. And yeah, not 100% of everything all the time. They won't be the 100% of that mother who's going to be this tero mom who makes, you know, the most amazing lunches to them. They might get a nanny who does that for them. Or they'll probably, you know, work, um, you know, a, I mean, lesser hours a week, or maybe they don't get to see their partner as often. So nothing will be 100%. But I think it's very limiting for us to think that you can have one and not the other. Yes. You know, I think you should always aim to be able to, and I think subconsciously there's so many limiting your beliefs that I know that I had to be like, oh, but I'm working all the time. So maybe, you know, it would be hard. I'm not creating space for a relationship, but some men are okay with the fact that you're working 13 hours and happy to see you just a couple of days of the week or are, you know, okay to just be around and not be like the, you know, like your world. So it's about finding that right person at the right time, with the right priorities, with the right values, you know, and it all comes kind of together. But I think once you really go out there and, you know, you realize that relationships are all about learning and you learn so much about yourself. And even when the road is not straight, it's triggering something in you, which you need to heal. I think that's a great way of looking at it as well. So it becomes yes. like another school. 
um, of learning, basically, another platform <laughs> to learn more about oneself. And apparently, it's the biggest platform to learn about yourself. So I have a master's I'm working on a PhD, actually. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, there's no dearth of learning is there. No. No. <laughs> well, at the very least, ladies, um, we have like three less divorces in the world, I would say. By <laughs> At the current moment, yes. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for talking to me about this. It's really, it's really cool to like get the different backgrounds re represented and then just see how we're all so similar in what we think. I know. I I know. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. You thank you so much, Anne. It was lovely speaking with you. And Reem, is lovely meeting you. Lovely <laughs> meeting you too. We should connect. Um, I look forward to Are you based in Dubai? I'm placed in JLT actually next to you. Okay. Oh, really? Me too. Okay, great. So we should connect and, you know, meet up. And That's right. You should. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast. <laughs>